Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're gonna deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I'm really pleased to have with me Casmer Ward on the line. Casmer is a fractional chief financial officer, CFO, who is providing accounting leadership for entrepreneurs. And if you don't know what a fractional CFO is, you're going to learn about one today. And honestly speaking, everyone needs a fractional CFO. And today, you're going to learn why. So, Casmer, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. So can you please tell us a little bit about what is the difference between a full CFO and a fractional CFO and a little bit about your company and how you got to where you are today? Okay. So let's talk about what a chief financial officer is. They're usually, for any organization, the finance and accounting decision maker that implements the firm's strategy. Whether the firm's a small, less than a million dollar firm, all the way up to multi-billion dollar firms, the CFO understands all of the financial and accounting implications in all operations to figure out what really will help the enterprise gain value. So the bigger issue is the subject of accounting. So we all do this. We think, okay, chief financial officer works in finance and accounting. They handle all of the accounting work. And what I've found in my career is most people have such a broad understanding of what accounting is. They think it's the end-all catch-all. So what what do we say about our accounting people? Oh, they're they're a numbers guy. (laughs) Well, that in and of itself means many, many different things. It's a broad term, and there's many different categories of that. That would be no different than me finding Tom Brady and saying, he's a great athlete. Let's let him play basketball this year. He's a great quarterback. He's great in the game of football. He's a great athlete, but that doesn't mean he's great in every single sport. So the same thing goes the same thing goes for accounting. So uh, we, we were briefly talking before um, the best tax accountants I've ever met also don't know how to run operations and they don't know how the accounting affects the operations, but they are still the first and foremost person you want to do your tax returns. Right. So that's really interesting because when I hired my accountant, right, I wasn't just looking for, as you said, the numbers guy. I was very careful about interviewing them to make sure that they would give me, you know, advice where, you know, I could call them up, you know, not on a frequent basis, but at least be able to call them up and say, hey, can I make this kind of purchase? How will this or that pivot in my company affect my bottom line? And the one that was able to answer that was the one that got my business, right? Now, a lot of people don't need a CFO 
full time, right? You know, it's like my books don't need someone to look at them all day, every day. So that's where a fractional CFO comes in. And how does that work in your space? So depending on the size of the business, the size of the leadership team, the number of transactions that flow within and out of the company, fractional is just really a term saying for what I actually need. There are firms I've worked with that they've wanted to hire me to be their full-time CFO. And I've said, listen, I can finish my piece in 10 hours a week. You have an accounting team, a great accounting team. They can do all that data entry. They can do all these pieces for a fraction of the cost that I do. Just keep me here for the hours you need me and let your team run. It is the most effective and efficient use of your company money. And they're like, well, we we just like to know you're around. We like to know that you're available. And I said, you paying me for 30 hours a week just for me to sit here? Well, I'd love the extra money. I would go crazy just sitting there for 30 hours a week. That's why I got into this work is I like to get in, do the work and move on. If there are need for more resources, yes, I roll up my sleeves, put in a little elbow grease, but there's always a way to find some of those tasks that can be built into additional staff into the team. Let's segue into your one big tip. And that is you don't need to be an accountant to understand accounting, right? And that's something that's really interesting because this isn't just the inflow and the outflow of money going from your primary operating account, right? Right. You do need to understand how, you know, like how you're doing payroll, how you're paying off your monthly expenses versus variable expenses, things like that. How do you get people to understand that you don't need to be an accountant in order to understand what it is that you do and why the work you do is valuable? Well, a lot of it comes from a long time deep hatred of accounting that I had myself. I spent my career as an accountant. I was a chief financial officer for a large firm. And the reason I hated accounting is I thought I was doing a great job, would go to the board of directors present my reports. And the answer I would hear over and over is, these numbers are wrong. And I was confident they were right. I went back, I reworked the numbers, I double checked them, triple checked them, came back. The results hadn't changed. These numbers are wrong. Over time, we we figured things out. But I'll be honest, Jeff, I couldn't tell you how we figured them out. Things just happened to work as the company went on to success. Eventually, when I left to go out on my own and do CFO work as a consultant, I realized running my business that all of the numbers and information I was pulling to make decisions were none of the general accounting concepts that we talk about in the classroom or in every self-help book. Yes, we need an income statement. Yes, we need a balance sheet. What happens is business owners, business leaders, managers, they look at these financial statements. They really don't know what they mean. We made money. We lost money. Okay, that, that's after the fact that, you know, it happened, we like it, we, we don't like it. There's no way to make a decision from that. I mean, it's easy to say, okay, let's make more money or let's stop losing money. Let's increase sales, right? Yeah, let's increase sales. But what happened was I realized that these numbers weren't wrong. All of the information I was looking to make business decisions, I realized they weren't getting the numbers they wanted. And to my own detriment, I was not asking them, what do you need? What do you want to know? You know, I know that every project we do is profitable, but our company is losing money. 
Oh, okay. Well, I can answer that myself in 10 seconds. You have a great profit margin on your jobs, but your overhead is so high that you do not have the volume of projects to offset that overhead. So do we go into cutting overhead or do we need to increase volume? And then we started going into the same analysis, Jeff. You know now, but at some point you had to figure out what are my fixed costs? What are my variable costs? Um, what are my costs of goods sold? So for every piece of work I do, I incur these costs. But if I did zero work, these costs wouldn't be there at all. So you can manage those. Rent, whether you make a million dollars a year or a thousand dollars a year, your rent is your rent. It is not going to change. So start putting numbers into uh kind of figuring out what they can help them make decisions and then linking them to the variables behind them. Often, while we get hung up on the dollars, when you really, and I want to say you do a deep dive, but it's not even that deep of a dive, you start looking at the numbers that actually matter. Is it billable hours? Is it number of production units sold? Is it number of production runs in general? And you start figuring out like, let's manage those pieces. We can manage well, how many hours are we working per project? Say, you know what, based on our billing rates, this is what we need to be doing. We need to focus on increasing capacity, decreasing capacity, and making really sound, actionable business decisions. So it's it sounds like what you're saying here is that not all numbers are always important, right? Meaning that yeah. you do need to know, you know, like your top baseline ones, your you know, your earnings before taxes and interest, you know, things like that. But at some point, you need to focus on which numbers are important for your business, right? So whether you're looking, right, you know, at profit margin or whether you're looking at keeping your costs down, you know, those primary numbers could be different or the focus on those numbers could be different from company to company. So not only that, when you start looking at those numbers, we talk about looking at a profit and loss statement or balance sheet, not knowing what they mean. Number one, they are the results. And if I could stress one thing about what an accountant is. Accountants are scorekeepers. All we do, whether it was a football game, a baseball game, no matter what it is, is we're the scorekeepers. So Jeff's company had four hits, three runs, one error. His competitors had an equal amount of of stats. At the end of the day, the score of the game is the score of the game. So we we look at that scoreboard in the, those financial statements and say, hey, we won or we lost. However, we're not looking like, why did Jeff's game struggle? Was it number of yards? Was it number of touchdowns? And oddly enough, when people start figuring out what numbers they want, they're playing different games. So we go back to the different types of athletes real quick, the different types of accountants. Your general financial accountant wants to show your company and its leadership team, and the shareholders and the banks that it's made as much money as possible. We're profitable. You know, we want to win by as many points as possible. That's baseball, that's football. Your tax accountant, they want to show you made as little money as possible when you're filing for your taxes. They're playing golf. They're trying to get as close to par as possible. They're both doing the right things. They're both accountants but they both have completely different end games and are playing different games. You know, once I made that switch from just having one accountant, you know, just doing my books to having someone who is actually looking out for, okay, how can we lower this? How can we lower your profitability in a legal way? 
that to show the least amount of profit, you know, that for me was a game changer because then it's like, oh, wait a second, you know, wait, I can deduct this. I can deduct that. And we're like, yeah, of course, go for it. You know, and it's, it, it was a complete game changer in terms of, uh, you know, how you pay your own taxes, you know, whether it's personal payroll taxes or even, you know, corporate taxes, as well as how you name and qualify, you know, the purchases that we make. So like me, Jeff, I haven't bought a MacBook Pro in years. My company has bought me several, right? right? But I didn't buy one, yeah. right? So, you know, these are all tax write-offs and yeah, you know, I use them for the business and, you know, let someone try to prove me otherwise. As a matter of fact, I even got audited about, uh, about eight years ago and I'm such a pack rat that uh, I had all of the receipts and everything, you know, in order. They didn't believe that everything was so good and in order and passed that they opened up my personal. Right. Once they opened up my personal, then they found a deduction that I didn't take that I was qualified for. Yeah. And then I ended up getting money back from the government due to that audit. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was a win. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a rare case, Jeff. So yeah, that's a big win. <laughs> Kazmer, can you please let everyone know how they can find your company? and how they can reach out to you directly if they would like to learn more. Sure. So the best way to learn about myself, my company, and all the projects I'm involved with is to go to my website, www.kasmerward.com. That's C-A-S-S-M-E-R-W-A-R-D.com. And from there, you can find out about my chief financial officer services. You can purchase my book, How Much Does It Cost to Make a Donut? And Other Questions That Make Us Hate Accounting. And also you can tune into my web interview series, Influencing Entrepreneurs, where I talk with entrepreneurs through various industries and in different stages of their career, all the way from startup to exiting multi-million dollar companies. Amazing stuff. Kazmer, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today, and I wish you the best of success moving forward. Thank you very much, Jeff. Same to you. 